0: What up? Happy Wednesday. This is the Desiree Show on World Tune Radio. First downs and flip tricks. It is the 30th day of March. It's all skateboarding tonight. Philly to Phoenix, East Coast to West Coast. Hype, two longtime friends, two phenomenal pinnacle people in the skateboarding community, in skateboarding and in the skateboarding community. Kicking off the show tonight, going east to Master Lensman Ryan G., someone who goes hand-in-hand when I think or talk about love park uh, of philly uh, i've got so much uh, so many images come to mind. I think of his imagery lots and uh, so we're going to go straight to philly and then and talk a little bit about uh, Love Park. And at the bottom of the hour, another pivotal human going west or east-west from where I'm here uh, to Phoenix, to co-owner of Cowtown Skateboards and Phoenix Am. 15th year Phoenix Am 2016 is kicking off on Friday. And without further ado, I really, really, really want to welcome Philly's own finest You've seen his images all over publications and ads since the early 90s, at least. Uh, when I think of anything to do with with phenomenal skating, I think directly of images that are stuck in my mind uh, from the one and only Mr. Ryan G. Ryan, welcome, warm welcome. Thank you so much for your time tonight.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: Of course, of course. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to start off. I um I want to start off with a quote I got from Kelly Getz, uh from Kerry Getz. Uh Ryan G helped put Philadelphia skateboarding on the map. He shot ninety percent wow. of the skateboarding that went down in Philly. He's one of the best to do it, period.
1: Wow. Exclamation that was, point. That was very nice of him. Yeah, Did you say still, that recently?
0: <laughs> yeah, that was uh at four thirty nine <laughs> today.
1: Awesome. Well, so, I'm very humbled by that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just got lucky, and uh, I moved down to Philadelphia in 1995, or I actually first started coming down to Philly in 94. Um, I grew up in North Jersey, and then um, I caught wind of the skate contest that was going down at Love Park, and me and a few of my friends, we uh, just hopped in the car and went down, and I just fell in love instantly, and, and uh, I pretty much, I've been here since. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So now,
0: so this yeah. is even more pivotal for you. I didn't realize. So that was your first time to Philly was to for a contest at Love Park.
1: Yes. Yeah. It was, uh, it was like the fall of 1994. Okay. It's crazy how long that ago that was. And, yeah, uh, it was like a Sub-Zero contest. And a lot of people were there, you know, a lot of pros, amateurs. And um, so, you know, I wanted to go down and shoot it. And this is when I was first starting to, you know, kind of opened the door up you know for my photography for skateboarding and um so i just started to shoot around shot a little article on it and well you know a lot of skaters brought ramps down there um there's djs you know there's skaters everywhere It was just perfectly legal to skate and it's just and the way that this park was set up it was perfect it was so majestical and you know i've seen footage of it but when you're there it's is made for skateboarding it's like heaven in a skater's eye so um so I just kept coming down but it, it you know the scene the skateboard scene was just mind boggling mind boggling amazing <laughs> um at the time and um so you know outside of the skate and love park you know there's a lot of other areas to skate which, which was amazing and uh so I decided to just you know. Uh, just stay down there <laughs> and then it turned permanently and now i have a wife and the uh, son it's kind of crazy
0: <laughs> yeah no and i didn't what even in your intro i didn't even get to put that in there father husband <laughs> you know um i mean in addition um
1: yeah i mean i wouldn't have had my son and you know my wife if it wasn't for me from the love park it's you know and my best friend you know one of them is Carrie. so it's it's really cool It's interesting how like
0: and that's something really special I think with skateboarding you know you know it kind of ties us and brings us together and even you know skating it it used to be a lot different I mean it's still that it's still the same but like I remember you know just going to parks not knowing anybody and you're trying to trick and or somebody else is trying to trick and you don't even know them and you're hyped when they finally land it. you know and you're you're whacking your board and you're like you know you're giving them props and the same is true to you you know now let's step back though so now, I'm assuming skateboarding was first for you, and then photography. Um, is oh, that a yeah. good assumption? Okay. And what yeah. was your first board?
1: I, wow. Um, <laughs> right off the bat, I I think it might be a, a Rob Roscoff. Okay. A Santa Cruz Rob Roscoff. I believe I got it in maybe 85. <laughs> awesome. So So, um, yeah. And then from then on, I think it was like, you know, Caballero, Steve Caballero boards. So I'm I'm 42, so yeah, I'm kind of old, not old. It's still young. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I've been skating, uh, I, I think I started skating in 85 when I was 10 or 11. So um, that's that's pretty much what I can remember, like a Rob Roscoff board. I might have had like a, a plastic board that my grandfather gave me. hmm yeah, I'd stepped up from there, and then, you know, the POW boards, and then, what, like, the H Street boards, Plan B boards, and so on. And, yeah, I started getting the eye for photography, I would say, like, right after high school. I was like, you know, I want to start documenting this by looking at, you know, Trans World magazines, just seeing all the imagery from there over the years. And I, I just, I filmed, you know, my friends back then, too you know, obviously for fun, and then, then once uh, photography started to come to mind, I was just like, wow, I really want to pursue this, because I just loved how like the pro photographers, you know, they're using multiple lighting, you know, light setups, mm-hmm. you know, flashes, and, you know, I, I just couldn't understand, like, how how are you getting three flashes going off at once, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. with the remote flashes, and it, so it was really cool, and I kind of looked into it more, and met some people, and they just kind of show me the ropes, and then the rest
0: is pretty much trial and error. Nice, yeah. Same for me. I mean, I just, uh, um, just something pretty cool of just maybe you know being able to grasp that image in still form and you know light it uh-huh. and. Um,
1: yeah.
0: You know now. And what that, was your first setup?
1: Um, I think I, my dad had this uh, an old Mamiya camera. Mm. I um, it's, you know, 35 millimeter, and then just just to tape, or I mean, just to get the fisheye effects, you know, I would tape like a cheap, like, video camera, fisheye lens onto it, and just shoot some black and white photos of my friends, just island. You know, they're all underexposed. And then, I don't know where it went from there, I think. My dad hooked me up with, like, you know, like a cheap setup, and it just progressed from there. I think I think I started with a Canon camera, and and my first lens was just like a wide-angle 24-millimeter lens, and I think I got that in, like, 93, and I still shoot with that same lens today. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, it's just a lens I always like. It's like an older Canon lens. It's it's actually a little heavier. Like, the lenses they make now are so much lighter, but I just kind of like it, the way that the glass is built. You know, it's just something about it. So and I just you know the gear just progressed up from there you know went from 35 millimeter to medium format and then the mid 2000s switched to digital and still on digital now.
0: <laughs> that and was then, for me as a photographer. That was the toughest transition for me. Is. Uh-huh. Um, to digital I, or I, I shouldn't say to digital it was another tool like that's how it was kind of described to me from John Humphreys you know it was like this is just uh-huh. a tool in my toolbox but it was such it changed photography
1: yeah it made, it made stuff um, more convenient mm-hmm. um, in 2002 uh, I, I was down at Transville and Grant Britain showed me uh, there's a new Canon camera I forgot the, the model number but it it was like the first legit sequence camera, like digital sequence mm-hmm. camera. And he was showing it to me, I was just like, Oh my goodness, that's gonna save so much <laughs> you know, like <laughs> rolls of film, <laughs> you know. So boom, I got one. I went to Barcelona with the D C guys like a month later and I honestly that's all I was shooting with sequences. It kinda like <laughs> I was just like, Oh, let's just keep shooting sequences, you know, <laughs> it's easy, we can just keep going, going and and I mean, I got some amazing stuff on that trip too. You know, like Danny Way, back, backside 360 and down to Machba, Big Four, you know, like, and it's just really cool. <laughs> but I was still shooting film, just digi sequences. But in 2006, just the digital cameras just kept getting better, and I got this uh, 1DS Mark II. And I did another trip to Barcelona, and I brought my Hasselblad gear with me, all the film gear. And I brought my digital gear and I didn't even touch the, um, my film stuff. I was just so fascinated with instant gratification. And then the photos, I was sending it through an FTP server all the way to California. You know, at the time, that's when like, I believe FTP servers are kind of like new. So, so just my images, I was just touching them up and just sending them to Cali right away instead of just, you know, bagging film up and going, getting developed back home and then FedExing it so so I just kind of stuck with digital from there so and, no, um, no, you
0: know, no sharpies needed in your bag then in my camera bag that's how I you know the bales <laughs> like that was a whole sequence of bales <laughs> throw yeah, that one away yeah, or this yeah. is from this spot um, yeah
1: yeah it's wild and it's, it's just amazing how technology has you know advanced so much that four years or four or five years ago I did this little article it's just like in a local mag here. I shot like a ramp article with Carrie Getz mm-hmm. all on my iPhone. I had like a little uh, iPro lens fisheye camera, and I was just shooting skate photos with, you know, my iPhone. I mean, the quality wasn't great, but it was interesting because it's just something that could progress. At the time, you know, I, mean, I think it has because I see kids now with, you know, their iPhones filming skate and stuff, and it's pretty wild. So it's amazing how far technology has advanced, you know, in my eyes, you know, in, for the industry. So it's pretty
0: cool. Yeah, no, it's if you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Ryan G. You can follow him on Instagram or on Twitter at Ryan G underscore photo. Um, now, Ryan, what was, do you remember your first published photo?
1: Yes. <laughs> uh, it's for Yeah, I'll never forget it. Well, it's one photo. It was, I think it was for dead-end skateboarding. Is, it, it, this is an ad. It was uh, J.P. Lots doing an ollie. It was like in 1993, I think. But I, I believe it was the same issue. I shot um, a portrait of Ron Kinigi for his pro spotlight. Okay. I believe that came out in 1994, maybe, I think, in Transworld. And, yeah, he's laying in a bunch of leaves, and they kind of like, split him up into like uh, four images or something, so, that was my, like, my official first published soil in a mag, <clears throat> and then I just got hooked, you know, I got really hooked, and I did, you know, I, I grew up in North, northern Jersey, like, probably about 20 minutes outside New York City, and, so, you know, I just was shooting in New York all the time, I, you know, I did a New York article, uh, I think it came out in 94, 95, and then, um, and after that, I just kind of wanted to change. And then I moved down to Philly. So, and I just kept progressing from there.
0: <laughs> well, and I think of your photography. I mean, obviously, you've shot the finest East Coast skaters. You've, you've shot the finest skateboarding, skateboarders, um, and all over the world. What was that transition like for you?
1: Um, I, don't, I don't think I really gave it much thought. I just kind of went with the flow of things, like, because everyone, most of the people that I shot ended up being like, turning into like one of, some of my best friends. So, um, just, I'm just thinking like, when I moved to Philly, like I met up, you know, with Ricky Iola, you know, he was he's like a god to me, you know, he's like, it, it, when I first moved there, it was like a little intimidating, but, you know, after a while, just hanging out with him and skating with him, it just became like a normal thing. And then you know, with then I met Bam Margera when he was like fifteen years old, and you know, before he was like famous. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I it just kind of I just kind of grew in with his stuff because I worked on pretty much all his his um. I wasn't shooting skate photos. I ended up like working on his side projects like CKY videos, Jackass videos, people with Bam stuff. So, and yeah, like it just I just kind of. I think I just kind of, you know, just took it the way it was. You know, I didn't really, I just kind of grew up with it. So, uh, I'm just trying to think Some Maybe I I did go to Italy with Tony Hawk, Mm -hmm. like in the late 90s. I think it was one of the first times I met him, and that was pretty...
0: Now, you know, you mentioned Ricky, and I think of that, I think of that photo, I mean, obviously of of a lot of skate images, but I also think of that uh, awesome portrait on top of um, Rocky.
1: The rock. Yeah. Yeah. That was shot at the Spectrum, South Philly. That's now torn down. That's where the flyers, like, they moved the Rocky statue down there temporarily. End of 2003. And that portrait was ran in the skateboard mag. Yeah. That's when everyone left. And, transition, and transitioned over to the skateboard mag. But, yeah, that, that was a cool image, you know. The, the more I look back at it and think about it now, I'm, I'm, it's a really cool image. So I'm glad to be a part of that.
0: Yeah, no, you've been a part of so much. You know, I think of so many different, I mean, Brian Wenning, the switchback tail, big spin, Stevie Williams, hard flip, front nose, Josh Callis, like Anthony Pop. And I can never say his name right, Papalardo.
1: Papalardo. Okay. Papalardo. You know, yeah. and Carrie
0: gets at you know at City Hall and Callis yeah. and
1: gosh, I mean, well, Zier- yeah, a lot of those were. I you know I also you know for listeners, listeners don't know I I do a lot of filming as well. So a lot of times like I would film like second angles. Like say if I got the photo already, you know, I'd go back and like film it, or or vice versa. You know, would film it or go and shoot the photo. I right? hora de empezar so, algo but I, I think my, more of my craft is really just a lot of action, lighting and stuff. And stuff. And that's where I went with, what I ended up going with. But yeah, um, the early 2000s, like, a lot of heavyweights started coming through, like Brian Renning, Anthony Popolardo, and then, and their talent was just so amazing. It was like, it was really overwhelming. And, you know, we just, you know, I was, there all the time, pretty much documenting them. It was really cool. Well, um, now another
0: uh, thing too is what I think of when I think of a lot of East Coast skaters, I think of some of the gnarliest technical skaters.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I
0: mean, you know, Rob Welsh. I mean, obviously Stevie and Kerry. Yeah. And, I mean, those guys. I mean, I mean, everybody. I just list. I just named off Rick. I mean, I didn't even put in Ricky. And I mean, you know, there's so many. Uh, Zared. I mean, there's so many uh, phenomenal. Tech skaters. Why do you think that is so?
1: Uh, I can't really say that. In my opinion, I, I I mean, there's there's amazing. I I believe there's like amazing tech skaters everywhere. yes. From, yeah, from both sides. But I think it's just how it's utilized because the East Coast has such different type of terrain versus Cali terrain. Cali terrain is perfect. It's like you're cheating. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like. Um, where, as on the East Coast, you know, there's, there's cracks, there's bumps, you know, it's just rougher ground, or, you know, like, like, an East Coast, 10 stairs would be like a Cali 15 stairs, it's just the stairs are just bigger out here, I don't, I don't know why, I just know that, based on certain spots I've been to, the the stairs are always bigger out here, so, but, they're counted less, so, you know, um, so, I, I, maybe it just—I kind of—I'm
0: kind of lost right now. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're good. You're good because I was thinking about it. And it was something I never really sort of thought about. But I was like, you know, thinking about all these East Coast skaters and 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 your images, and I was just like, damn, these are some of the technical, most technical guys. You know, I mean, Grant's phenomenal technical guys everywhere. But it, you know, it brings yeah. up another question, and I do think—I mean, you know—you make the best with what you have, and I feel like you know, East Coast. Skaters, you know, Philly, New York, Jersey, I mean, uh, Boston, I mean, like all oh, over the East yeah. Coast, weather ta- is a big part of it. um North And East. I feel like it makes, yeah, yeah, Northeast, it makes you hungrier. And, you know, and I think that translates on. I mentioned DC,
1: DC too, yeah.
0: Yeah. Baltimore. And DC and Baltimore. Yeah. No, I mean, the whole, you know, I'm talking, yeah. I'm not just limiting it to those, I'm just throwing out a couple states or cities. Um, you know, but uh, what is it about being from the East Coast that makes you so much, you know, obviously, besides the weather, makes you so much more hungry, it seems like?
1: Well, I think it's because it's, there's a lack of coverage out here. You know, everyone wants to make it and get out to L.A., you know, because the whole industry is out in L.A. Mm-hmm. And people just strive to to get noticed, or, you know, they want to just get out there. And I, that's one of the reasons why I never moved out of Cali, because Based on there's like fifty photographers like that live in L.A. <laughs> versus like three that live in Philly or New York. So it's um, it's just always easier to get like work done here, and you know, and the years like would just would know who you are, you know, where to go to, and you know, they're hungry. So the, the few that were out here, I think, um, knew that they would have like a chance to get in a magazine knowing that I was connected to a magazine. I think if that makes sense I think there's less photographers out here, but maybe they're just more hungry. I don't know. I can't
0: Yeah. No, <laughs> I'm no like I mean twisted right now. <laughs> no, and and it's really just my hat is off. I've always loved your imagery. Um you know and yeah, I mean i think you're I think you hit on something real truth right there. It's, I mean I think of you and I think of Retta. And now Retta's out here, but you know, yeah. like you and Gio like really you know, and obviously other photographers that would go east, but that would be for trips or tours, not yeah, people that were...
1: Uh, Dimitri... Yeah, him. and
0: Dimitri, pardon was, me. Yeah,
1: uh, he... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he started out with Big Brother at first, mm-hmm. you know, or working East Coast and then, uh, or out in the New York area. Then he moved to L.A. And then, yeah, the Reda, Reda started popping up, like holding it down and up in New York. and um, And then he... I guess, yeah, he moved to L.A. I guess he worked with the barracks or whoever. now. I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. You know I just kind of just stuck here over time. Um, were there times I would like to move to Cali? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I don't know. I just This is just kind of my home here. <laughs> I was just born, raised out here, and I just I figured, you know, if I want to pursue a career in Cali, it's got to be like a really good career, like paying career. So I just figured, no, for now, just stay out here. Or I'm still am out here, so I just like it. It's just different. It's, it's more grittier out here, I think. Actually, it is. Um, you know, you look, I mean, Cali photos. It, it, I mean, you know, your LA photos or SD photos or anywhere in between. There, it's just it's all like beautiful, sunny photos, which is fine <laughs> at times. But I just love that city grit. You know, like gray skies, just dirty city ground like for skate photos. I've always loved that. So, but SF, you know, that, that, they kind of pass off on that too, so.
0: No, and you've illustrated that, I think, as well by using, you know, by choosing which uh, to shoot black and white with, if really capturing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, there's certain other films too. Two film times? crazy. Bit. Like now you can just like go on a computer and just switch Recently, i just been scanning tons of photos of Love Park because if anyone doesn't know, mm-hmm. Love Park pretty much is demolished now, yeah. which is very heartbreaking. So I've just been going through, like, just slides from, you know, not from 1994 and up. And it's just crazy, just, you know, different brands of film I would use just to, to acquire a certain look. Like cross-processing film, or using Kodachrome film, or using Fuji Velvia, just to get a certain like color tone look, and it just trips me out. Like just how much, how different it was versus now where it's digital. You know, I'll I'll just like bust a few of my friends' balls. Like I just you know like they're newer photographers and they just started out digital. I'm like, man, you guys got it so easy.
0: They do. They didn't have to wait to see if the photos turned out. They didn't have to wait. They they don't have, they don't even know what light meters are anymore. Um, You know, I mean, they don't even have three flashes lots of times. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, it's just a whole different, you're like, oh, no, I'm good in Photoshop. I'm like, really? Okay. You know, and I was also taught of the old school way. And I'm sure you were as well as I shot full frame. I didn't want my, I don't crop my photos. Oh, heck no you know I'd that was total it. integrity you know like I mean I shot it that way because I wanted everything in the picture that I shot you know
1: exactly yeah I I absolutely hate digital cameras that aren't full frame sensors mm-hmm. it drives me nuts like I'm just like why would you want to crop you know, you know you get a fish eye and you're not getting the full 15 millimeter. effect it just I don't
0: know. Yeah, it's well, not the only good reason for that is in uh, having shot football NFL games is oh, when I have a long lens on, it's okay oh, yeah. as a second camera because then I'm getting 120, you know, depending on the crop factor, I'm getting in 120 yards closer or feet closer than I would yeah. without it.
1: But you know, yeah, I had a I had a Canon 70 for sequences and I was cropped and it actually kind of drove me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> so I actually I got rid of it and um. I don't know. I just kind of like stopped shooting sequences pretty much after that. I'm just like, you know what, I'm just going to stick with, I don't, maybe it was my lens or something. I, I had like a lot of focus and problems with this one Home 5D, Canon 5D, mm-hmm. or was it? No, 7D yeah. camera. So I just kind of put it off. But um, now they now they got some amazing, you know, full frame, full sequence cameras now. I mean, I don't really have a use for sequences anymore. Yeah. Because I think like I mean, I had two different cameras. I had a still, a digi-still camera and a digi-sequence camera. But if you pay, like, top of the line for, um, for an amazing, you know, like a Canon 1DX, you know, it's full frame, shoots, like, 14 frames a second, you know, the flash thing at 250th of the shutter speed. It's amazing. Wow. But they're, like, six grand or five grand. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'll stick with my Canon 5D Mark II for now. <laughs> I'm still happy with that. Oh, excuse That's me! Just awesome. Back if you're just. Beer. Tuning,
0: <laughs> whoops! A uh, little. Yeah, it was getting a good little sound effect. Like if you're just tuning in, I'm joined by Ryan G via Philly. Um, you know, and you you just brushed on it a few minutes ago. Is um, over 20 years of an iconic skate historic landmark, Love Park. Um, gone. <laughs> gone. Um, And you just shared about going through these images since 94, so for 22 years of images, including 15 years where it was outlawed, which I know you got images. Um, Oh, yeah. What what are the five strongest, and this is a tough question, I mean, it doesn't have to be five, but what images kind of, or uh, sessions kind of stand out immediately to you when you think of Love Park?
1: Love Park sessions, like. To a skate session, yeah. For me, involved with like shooting
0: photos in the session. Whatever. It doesn't have to be whatever. Like just things that you know, memories. Um, yeah.
1: you know, that come uh, to
0: mind. Obviously, I would think that first trip.
1: That first trip, yeah, definitely, because it was just it's a whole different ball game then. It's just cops would walk through the park like whatever. They didn't even care. You know, everyone's just skating and just having a great time. Like there's ramps there, bank ramps. Like, you know, if you go back in a Thrasher, no, not Thrasher, a Transworld magazine, like I did an article on it. You see, like, Stevie mm-hmm. doing a heel flip to fakie on, like, a steep, like, wooden bank ramp. Like, there's no way you could ever do that, like, the past 15, 16 years. You know, it, it's just crazy how it's changed. And um, so that that session just brought out so many, like, memories. And there's DJs there. Like, I think some of the, the roots, the rappers, mm-hmm. the roots—they're there, like MC and like freestyling, and there's a whole speaker system like throughout the park. There's one big speaker is just blasting through the DJ setup and the tur- you know two turntables. <laughs> this kids know what the heck that is now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I mean, that's like one of like the most memorable experiences is like that, and then and then other days coming in like you know when Ricky. Uh, I love a skater. Yep. Matt Reason, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Third Hanowski, Fred Gall. Woo! Fred Gall yeah. man, amazing. And then Kalis came started coming in and it was Kalis and Stevie. Watching those sessions were amazing. But but like for photography wise, like this one day that stood out the most was probably Brian Wenning's switch backside one eighty mm-hmm. down the Love Fountain. And that was actually cover of um
0: trans Transworld. Yeah. Issue.
1: um i actually there's a lot of kids that were on both sides of the you know if anyone doesn't know what a love gap is it's like it's three huge like or four huge like like steps but like they're like long levels and the looks are really deceiving if, if you're there in person you'll realize how huge it is but you know like footage it's like it might not look like it's that huge, but when you're there in person, it's insane. It kind of reminds me of like Wallenberg mm-hmm. in a weird way. But um, <clears throat> there's kids crowded the area on both sides, you know, when Brian, like just go down the gap. And so I was just like, I gotta get these kids out of the frame. So I climbed up on the love sign and I stood on top of it and I shot down with my um, my Hasselblad camera. <laughs> You know, just use two, two flashes, one on the bottom, one on the top, and um, and boom, got the image. <laughs> and it ended up the cover. I remember calling Dave Swift up, like, right after. I'm like, you've got to use this image for cover. This is the gnarliest thing ever. You know. <clears throat> now, there's a little yeah. bit
0: more to that, too, now, because I also, there was, those kids were Photoshopped out, right?
1: Yeah, there's two kids. I was, yeah, I was looking at... Uh, I was looking at the original negative recently and um, Bill Fat Bill we call him but he's not fat Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like the main failing workshop Habitat Filmer Um, great friend of mine too he was photoshopped out and um, there's another photographer there named uh, Frankie um, Mm -hmm. He was shooting a sequence and he got uh, photoshopped out too so I just kind of look back and I just laugh a little but you know whatever but um, this gallery that I'm, you know, that I'm involved with next week. Um, I'm actually having that photo printed up, and those guys aren't photoshopped out, so. Awesome. <laughs> so now, kind of yeah, let's
0: talk about that, too. At Nocturnal, it's not this Friday, but the following Friday, I believe, is
1: going to... It's not to- no- Nocturnal, it's... um. Or, oh, pardon me. Yeah, no, it's at, uh, it's at Drexel Disc Gallery in Drexel University. Okay. I I wish I had more info on it, but... Another friend of mine is organizing this whole thing and I just been so busy back and forth with family and photos and stuff that <laughs> I, I I'm still waiting to get more info on it. But what I do know is um it's just gonna be like a whole section just dedicated to like love, you know, like from I guess me and Frankie who've been shooting at love I I guess I've been shooting at love the longest that's involved in the group. <clears throat> And then Frankie, and then it, it goes up to like the locals, like the new, the newer generation that's shooting there the past like six, seven, eight years, seven years maybe. So it's going to be like video work and um, just just photos. And I think there's more to it. I just, I, I don't know right off hand right now. But if you check my Instagram, um, I just posted like some info on it, and I'll be posting more throughout the week.
0: All right. And you so, can follow, and that Instagram feed is at Ryan G underscore photo, um, and I'll actually yeah. post it as well on uh, all my portals as well as soon as I have the flyer. Do you know? Is this? Are people going to be able to purchase images, or is it I'm, s- I'm, simply an exhibition?
1: Yeah, I think it's an exhibition, but this place is a nonprofit. But um, the, the, what we're displaying, we're we're allowed to sell, I guess offhand. So if anyone wants images, I guess. They just got to contact me or go there and see what they want, and then, you know, I can get it printed up. <laughs> nice. that's, that's what I know for right now.
0: And then the best way to reach you, if you did hear that, if you are not able to get, if you are able to get to, what is it, Dresden University, is that what you said? Or did I just destroy that uh, name? Drexel. It? Drexel. Uh, Drexel <laughs>
1: University, yeah. And I wish I had better info on it right now. Mm-hmm. It, it came up so fast, and. And I'm just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm just involved in so many projects right now. Um, yeah, if, if anyone wants to contact me, um, you can email me at com in regards to images, and, and I can just kind of guide anyone from there.
0: So. All right, awesome, yeah, because this is yeah, going to yeah, be a really friend. special show, I think. I really wish I could be out there uh, to see it. Uh, just one one example you just mentioned. I mean, photos that haven't been seen before or haven't been seen in a long time. But in additional, that's um...
1: so many of that. And the, what's crazy is too. I'm actually I'm, I'm working on something else for the future. Like you know, maybe a book on love with another friend of mine or and a few other guys. So I'm not showcasing like everything. I'm like showing. I'm showcasing some stuff you've never seen. Mm-hmm. But I have some other stuff that will blow people's minds away. That I'm not showing it right okay. now but for the future okay. so,
0: so we definitely want to keep yeah. our heads up we're going to have to have you back on when we get closer to that yeah. as well and to kind of yeah. go into more but, than just Philly but I wanted to kind of address this specialness um, you know and the and how how bittersweet is this for you
1: it's very bittersweet I was actually I was there last night actually um, I had to drop my in-laws off the airport and so I just stopped there on the way back, I only live. About six miles from Love Park, so it's fairly like ten minutes away from from me. So, um, so yeah, I just stopped by and um, I just did some night portraits of it. Like over the past few months, I've just been kind of shooting some photos of it, of the destruction of it, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I haven't been there in probably a week, maybe, and they just tore down all the trees, like inside the park, and that was just kind of, like, weird looking. It's just, because, like, around, like, the, the lower fountain areas, they had, um, you know, there's just trees in the area, and just growing up there, There's always trees inside the park. Now it's just, a, it's like an open field now, and even though I went at nighttime, it just still looked weird to me. <clears throat> so I shot some, like, um, some, you know, portraits of the park. I'm sure I'm going to go back this week and, uh, shoot some dates daylight stuff and maybe go back with my drone and shoot some aerial stuff which I've done before the park got torn torn out wow <laughs> I, I've been getting into aerial photography just for fun <laughs> so yeah before um before the park got torn away I think like in January I went there and was shooting photos with a drone <laughs> and filming it's pretty cool right. and that's that's kind of like for down the road because when you see these aerial shots it's really really
0: cool yeah they so, can visualize I mean yeah. I can that's pretty awesome Ryan that's I'll, I'll
1: text awesome. you a photo like just give you an idea mm-hmm. and and the cool thing was like the mayor over the winter time the mayor gave the skaters like
0: DJs out? Did there were no, this? No, no, that's a bummer. No, I mean, it,
1: people, it, you know, it was it, it. It's it cold because it it was the coldest week of the winter when they're like, "Yeah, you guys can stay here for free." I'm not. I kid you not. It the, the wind chills were minus thirty or minus twenty that week, like real real world feel or whatever. It was like minus twenty degrees or something. It was so they were cold that. You know, everyone's just like, ah, oh, you know, we can do tricks down the Love Gap, but no one could do anything really because it was so cold. Yeah. Everyone's just doing the best, you know, they could. You know, if it wasn't like being so cold, I mean, there's also like, you know, gusts of wind, too. I think one of the last days, there was like 30 mile an hour gust wind. They were coming down the Ben Franklin Parkway, which goes right into Love Park against anyone skating down the Love Gap. It was just, And yet it was I packed, mean, packed, yeah, very packed, <clears throat> yeah. And um, it was cool. Like a friend of mine, uh, Vern Laird, he um, he got a bunch of uh, all of. came back are actually still skating right now. There's still like little sections that you can Love Park. Um, I know, it's so
0: sad. Uh, you, it's know, so but, sad. you know, but in, once again, you're illustrating like what this, you know, I don't know, just I love the East Coast. I love my East Coast friends. Um, uh, yeah. Just the specialness there. For people to come out, you know, they're definitely not fair weathered skaters. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. definitely going <laughs> out and, uh, You know, and then I I do need to address, you know, this is, my show is First Downs and Flip Tricks. I usually have an NFL and a skater or something to do with both on the show. Today it's all skateboarding, but, you know, there's a lot of parallels there, I think. Um, I mean, you weren't born in Philly, but you are an Eagles fan, and...
1: You know what? I'm like an Eagles fan sometimes.
0: Sometimes. (laughs) Okay, now...
1: (laughs) Call me fair weather with them. Um, The Chip Chip Kelly era, Uh I was not a fan of. Uh-huh. Definitely not. Uh-huh. I can get into sports right now. you there. kind of, you know. <laughs> but,
0: but now yeah. there's a big change though coming. But I, but can you share though? Like there are some parallels I think there with everybody I know in the East Coast is is pretty much a huge football fan that are skaters. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a little bit more prevalent in the East Coast. I mean, not that everybody is, but. You know, you just shared a, a glimpse of what it's like, but what is it like to be an Eagles fan? <laughs> you said fair weatheredness. Um,
1: yeah, <clears throat> it's depressing, <laughs> you yeah. know. I mean, there 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 was hope in 2005 that when they played the Patriots, I guess, but they lost by a field goal. <laughs> so what was that? of Jacksonville. I remember I was in Barcelona, me, Calis just watching the Super Bowl from there. And I kind of didn't really follow football back then, either. I was just like, oh, the Eagles are in the Super Bowl. That's awesome. It's like, let's go to the bar and, like, watch it. You know? And then over time, I started, like, watching more and more. Than, you know, just football, just over time. So, yeah, but with the Eagles, I, I don't, ugh, gosh, it's just terrible. What happened in the past few years, it seemed promising at first, but... A certain coach was just terrible. Actually, it was Chip Kelly. Terrible. Garbage. Yeah. So, and when it comes to baseball, I don't know what's going on with baseball now. Phillies are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just feel like there's just a black cloud over Philly. You know, the 76, or the, the Sixers, they're like 9 and like 50-something. I don't know. They're terrible right now. I don't know who else is good. Are, are the Flyers good? I don't know. So, yeah, I feel like, there's just been a black cloud over Philly for for a little while
0: now. Yeah, there's a well, now there's a new new head coach there, Ryan Peterson, who played actually as a quarterback on the Eagles, played 12 years. So there is a lot of hope, I think, for the Eagles fans. Um, yeah. You know, but not um,
1: Sam Bradford. As a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not a fan of him. Well. <laughs> you know, yeah, I don't know. My, hopefully, the system will change. You know, with the new coach things will work out better i don't even know who we have as a backup anymore i don't even know okay. but do you know who we signed uh um, i know sanchez is gone
0: yeah sanchez, sanchez is with the broncos now
1: broncos now Jeez.
0: Um, and, but uh i don't know um actually i i know you guys made some uh in the free agency i just didn't i really focused tonight on yeah on philly and love park um yeah but yeah. um, I do have – no, no, I do have uh, – I just my brain is trapped. But I know that if you – people are interested, a really a good friend of mine as well who is with NFL Films, Greg Cosell, obviously Howard Cosell's uh, nephew, but he is oh, nice. phenomenal. Um, he is one of the head guys over at NFL Films, but he does a weekly show on Philly on the yeah. Eagles. And he is – NFL
1: Films is actually – I've been to their place before. Phenomenal. They're – I guess I well, I went to them like years ago in New Jersey. I guess I don't know if they're still there.
0: They're still in the same place. One Sabin, one saving Way.
1: In Jersey, right? I think it's in Cherry Hill area or some. I don't know. It's if it's the same place, and yeah, they're still around, close. Um, I used to drop off my sixteen millimeter film there when I, I used to film my Bullocks camera, and they they would transfer it like beautiful, like it was like so good, so. That's my own experience with NFL films.
0: Right. Yeah, Mount Laurel, Mount Laurel in Jersey. Mount Laurel. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah so. it's right off the, the New Jersey turnpike exit. Yeah. So.
0: But yeah, we so. are running out of time. I've got um, Trent Martin is oh, going to be coming no. up from Cowtown, but I wanted to, any quick shout outs and huge thanks uh, for making the time tonight, Ryan. Really appreciate it.
1: Oh, not a problem. I don't really know who to shout out. Shout out to my family.
0: Nice. <laughs> no, like, I was gonna say that's a that's good way to start.
1: Of, nice, yeah, yeah. You know, and just to the listeners out there. So And yeah. uh, definitely i definitely
0: wanna go follow Ryan, um, at Ryan G underscore photo, Instagram, Twitter, also his website, or email him if you're interested in any of those photos. But uh to keep a heads up on what's going on, what's coming up this next week. And uh Yeah,
1: it's coming up kinda quick and I'm just kinda like you know, I, like I said, I have my friend, he's really organized, and I wish I had, like, better info tonight, but, um, you know, I'll be posting stuff throughout the week as I get it on Instagram.
0: Right on. So, cool. It'll
1: be cool. So, I think uh, everything will be up for a, a while. So, if you can't make it the opening night, you know, it's going to be up for maybe a week, a month, a few, a month or so, I think. So... Like I said, life is so busy now with a kid, and I'm just running around. <laughs> it's just, like skating is just like it comes second now. So. I wish I could be more on top of it, but you know, life moves on, goes on, moves on.
0: <laughs> no, totally. Well, huge thanks, Ryan. Really appreciate your yeah. time
1: tonight. Yeah, it's awesome catching Good. up too.
0: Yeah, you too. Much love and uh, and hugs. Yeah. And love to the, to Kim and the family.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: All
1: right. and, uh, I'll talk to
0: you soon. All right. Cheers. Huge thanks again. All right. Huge thanks again to Ryan G. Uh, for joining us. Uh, um, huge thanks. Um, and as promised, we're going to head straight to Phoenix. We're running a little bit behind tonight, but it was a really great time with Ryan on the phone. Um, we're having him on more skateboarding. Phoenix Am is kicking off Friday with a mini ramp jam. Uh, Friday straight to the 15th annual Phoenix Am. Coming up, co-owner Cowtown Skateboards. Trent Martin and what's in store for Phoenix Am 2016. And I got to put you to break with a little bad brains. This is the Desiree Show on World Tune Radio, and I'll be right back. Welcome back. This is the Desiree Show on World Tune Radio, First Downs and Flip Tricks. Uh, welcoming back a really special friend, a man, a man instrumental in illustrating to me what skateboarding truly means, co-founder of Cowtown Skateboards, Phoenix Am, a skater, a father, and a husband, Mr. Trent Martin.
1: Uh, thanks for the nice introduction, Desiree. It's nice to, nice to talk to you and be on your show again. appreciate it.
0: No, huge thanks again, especially amidst this mayhem, a um, final prep. You know, and I'd like to first start off with a quote I received uh, earlier today from Jim Thabo. Every skate scene has the linchpins, the ones that hold it together, make it special. Not for themselves, but for the scene as a whole. The Phoenix AZ scene is forever our debt to the efforts of Trent and Laura. Straight up, two of the best to ever do it.
1: Ah oh, man. Dang, that's that's awesome. I, Jim rules, and he's... Exactly like what he's talking about, you know? I think he's instrumental not only in San Francisco, but all over the world, you know? And it's rad that he...